The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN tonight with veteran handicappers Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, welcome back to the big show, VSIN tonight. Wes Reynolds, Matt Humans here at the uh, VSIN studio, Circus Sportsbook, downtown Las Vegas. Let's talk golf. We got a lot of college hoops action tonight, but the Arnold Palmer Invitational tees off at Bay Hill. Orlando, Florida, on uh, Thursday morning. And this is a big-time event with 44 of the 50 top 50 golfers in the world rankings teeing it up in the Arnold Palmer West. This is almost like a major. The field is that good. A lot of these have been, obviously. It is now a designated event, so you see a $20 million purse. And, you know, a lot of quality players this week, 44 to the top 50, as you mentioned. All right. I know one guy that you like, it's Stephen Hennessy likes as well. He joins us now, Deputy Managing Editor of Golf Digest. Stephen Hennessy back with us. Steve, always great to talk golf with you again, man. How are you doing tonight? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, Matt West. All right. Wes likes Willie Z. You also like Will Zalatoris this week. Why do you like Willie Z at the Arnold Palmer Invitational? Man, I feel like Wes and I usually see eye to eye, so <laughs> I like it. Um, and actually, five of the seven members of the Golf Digest betting panel like Willie Z as well. You know, we, we know it's usually not that easy to pick golf winners, but it's it's pretty obvious why you would like Willie Z. There's a lot of long irons at Bay Hill, and that's kind of Willie Z's bread and butter there were injury concerns with him earlier in the year but then he had a great finish at Riviera finished fourth 
all the strokes gain numbers look great. The ball striking looks kind of peak Willie Z. So um, I think he could really eat on these long par threes. This is atypical at Bay Hill. There's four par threes that are longer than 200 yards. I think that kind of plays into his strengths here. And, and the putting isn't as bad as everyone thinks it is. I, I think he could he could do well enough uh, in the putting, but really ball strike his way uh, into contention. Well, one of the things I will say usually is a pretty good lag putter, and you have to be this week yeah. because these greens are about 7,500 square feet on average, some of the largest on tour. They're also going to be very fast. 12.5 opening, might roll 14 on the stem on Sunday. So I'm with Steven on Will Z. Uh, Steven, I think I'm with you on another one too. And that's a guy I had last year that I thought should have won the whole tournament, being that he had a four-shot lead on Saturday, and then the win wreaked havoc, and that's Victor Hovland. Yeah, funny enough, I was also on Hovland last year and had my heart broken. And, you know, we remember our losers more than our winners as gamblers, so I remember that well. And, you know, I just think, again, the ball striking with Hovland has been good. He hasn't had quite the, the great finishes that we expect from Hovland, but I think the numbers just there, you know, I mean, John Rahm and Scotty Scheffler, like they've kind of taken the fun out of golf betting a little bit these past couple right. events. And, you know, the value at the top's just not there. You know, I would go Rory if you made me pick one of those three, but Willie Z and Victor Hovland, you're, you're getting a good number. And those guys could, you know, hit the ball just as well as, as the top three there. So I'm with you again, Wes uh, Hovland at four to one. I think he's at at circa right now. I think that's that's a good number. Yeah, I don't really like to play a lot of like the real chalky guys on golf futures. I did end up on Rory though this week, kind of just going with a mm-hmm. gut feeling here that pretty motivated. Rom took the took the uh, ranking from him, the number one ranking. Rory has won here before. I think last year was like his worst finish in six years, and he finished 13th. So of the chalky guys, <laughs> I would say Rory. But Stephen, let me ask you, maybe from like a matchup standpoint. There's a lot of players. Usually this gets a very good field, but this is obviously, you know, on a total different level with 44 of the top 50. But you've got a lot of guys that are kind of in that top 10 on the odds board that haven't played here very much. Patrick Cantley, in fact, has never played here. Justin Thomas, I believe, has one time that he's played here. Colin Marikawa, I believe he's played twice. Uh, you know, Tony Finau has missed a couple cuts here. Uh, Xander Schauffele, I think, has only played once here. So, are you fading those guys or are you just staying away altogether from those guys that just don't have a lot of experience on this course? Yeah, I think that's a good way to play it and fade a few of those guys that you mentioned, Wes. So um, Patrick Cantlay, for whatever reason, he just sort of hates Florida golf. Right. We saw him play great at Riviera, but yeah, that's been a trend of his. So I think matchups against Cantlay make a ton of sense. Um, I'm also fading Sung J M. This week, he's played a ton of golf in a row, which he always does, but this will be four weeks in a row and then seven of the last eight events. And we saw him really fade on the weekend at the Honda, which is an event he typically plays great. So I have a matchup. I think you can find us at Circa, Victor Holland, uh, plus 100 over Sung Jm. So, you know, I like that. I like kind of fading Sung Jay there. It seems like he's really fading. Uh, and then I mean, I'm with you, Wes, in terms of like liking Rory, uh, and I think you could get uh, him at plus money over John Rahm. Now, it's scary to fade John Rahm, I know, but you know Rory's numbers here at Bay Hill are just incredible. All the strokes gained he's picked up in all of his starts here. So, 
yeah, I, I think that's a good way to play it. Find the guys that you like to fade. Justin Thomas is another one. Doesn't have great history here. I think he's just got a 40th place finish in his one appearance here. So uh, he doesn't seem quite right yet on the season. So, yeah, I, I'm with you fading those guys. All right, Stephen Hennessy. Follow on Twitter at Golf Digest. And also, uh, Stephen can be followed at, I got it right here, sorry, S underscore, I had it, I was looking through, uh, S underscore Hennessy GD. And also, like I said, at Golf Digest. I was looking through your Twitter feed and I saw that uh, you were commenting on the, the tour changes. I want to let you and Wes yeah. comment on this. PGA Tour has approved radical schedule changes will reduce fields and elevated events and end cuts. And West tweeted, this is not what golf needs. If Greg Norman wants to try and ruin or divide the sport, let him do what he does, but don't follow his lead. That was West's comment. What about you, Stephen? What do you think about the PGA Tour changes? Yeah, I mean, I'm with West again. It really seems like they're trying to appease the top players and going above and beyond doing that. Now, I understand it from the PGA Tour's perspective. You have to protect your brand and you know, you have to make sure you don't lose any more top players to live. And, you know, so these players have all the control. They, they're telling, you know, the commissioner, Jay Monahan, we want more money or else, you know, we're at jeopardy to leave. And so, I mean, there's more events, limited fields, uh, no cuts. Now, Rory McIlroy did say today that some of these events might have cuts. So we're not totally sure on that, but it does seem like the majority of them will not have cuts. And this is going to be like 16 events uh, you know in each season are not going to have cuts it, it really is counter to what the pga tour has always been about and earning your way now there is some ways to earn your way you know if you finish in the top 10 on the fedex and you're not already in the top 50 you could get in and stuff like that but yeah to me they're they're really going too far in the direction of live which was kind of the whole point is is like this is what the pga tour is and it was counter to what the, the live are the no cut events. So they're, uh, they're going in the, the wrong direction to me as, as a PGA tour fan, I get it from their perspective, but uh, they don't have my endorsement on that stuff. Yeah. In terms of appeasing the sponsors and Rory brought up this point earlier today, I get it. If you're MasterCard, who's the presenting sponsor mm-hmm. of this week's uh, API down in Orlando, you're probably playing and paying a $20 million entitlement or somewhere around there. So it's like, okay, you want your stars, but the PGA tour, it's always been a meritocracy. We saw it last week with, with Eric Cole, 150 to one shot gets in a playoff, doesn't win, but makes the biggest check of his life. So now he moves up uh, the priority list. So yeah, I just think that this is against, you know, what the PGA tour I think has always been. And that's why I really like it. Not only betting it, but also watching it is because it's a meritocracy and you have ways. Okay. If you do this, you get in the FedEx cup. If you do this, you get in the majors and it rewards good play. And I don't like guaranteed money, you know, necessarily for golfers. I don't think that that's what it's about because it forces you to fight, you know, when you're out of the fight to win the event, Hey, I got to finish T22 instead of T42 or -hmm. 52 because I'm getting more money. I'm getting FedEx cup points. I'm getting world ranking points. So yeah, this, this was a little bit disappointing. Now, obviously there's some things to shake out here, I think long-term, but this did disappoint me to kind of like follow a live model, which I think is actually losing momentum based on what you saw on the TV ratings. Look, all the CW affiliates didn't even show the thing last weekend down in Mayakoba. I think uh, the live event last week, uh, 
there was a show that got higher ratings than Live Golf, and it was called World's Funniest Animals. Yes. Did you see that? <laughs> I was like, that or World's Dumbest Criminals or a Judge Judy rerun, whatever usually airs on the CW. For those who don't know what Live means, L-I-V, it stands for Losers, Idiots, and Villains. That's, that's what that tour is. <laughs> the Live Tour. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, so the Golf Digest panel, Stephen Hennessy with us of uh, Golf Digest. You guys have picked three straight outright winners. Will Zalatoris, popular this week. Four of the seven guys on the panel on Willie Z. I see Chris Powers on Colin Morikawa. And uh, your dark horse is Keith Mitchell. Got about a minute to go here. Why do you like Keith Mitchell? Because Wes mentioned last night his driving has been off the charts. And uh, he looks like a a dark horse to watch this week. And that's your number two pick. Yeah, I I think so. I mean, he's a top five driver of the golf ball in the world. It's, it's not an exaggeration. And, you know, we, we saw him kind of struggle with the approach game earlier in 2023, but it, it's getting a little better. And uh, I mean, the short game is good. I think you need that at Bay Hill as well. And the Bermuda greens uh, here in Florida, this is a Georgia kid. Uh, you know, if there's anywhere where he can light it up with the putter, it's, it's at a Florida golf course. And we just saw him contend and Riviera with the big boys. So I think he could do it again. All right, great stuff, Stephen Hennessy. Thanks a lot, man. Appreciate the time. Great to talk to you again. Good luck in the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Thanks, guys. Appreciate Thank you, it. Stephen. Follow on Twitter at Golf Digest and S underscore Hennessy GD, Deputy Managing Editor. Golf Digest puts up a lot of great content yeah. on golf betting. And I'm also on Cashmere Keep as my yeah. launch out a little bit over 50 to 1. He was really good at Riviera. Also was right in the mix at Pebble Beach. So number one in total driving on the PGA Tour this I'll year. I'll tell you what, all you guys love Willie Z. And uh, I was on him last year until he cashed. I, I guess I'm going to have to bet him this week. That's why we're doing this show. All the experts like Willie Z. I hope we're right and we're not going like, uh, you know, lambs of slaughter here. He's, uh, I believe, 24 to 1 at Circa right now if you want to bet Willie. All right, back with more college basketball. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. 
Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, back here at the Circus Sportsbook, downtown Las Vegas. It's a cold and windy night in Las Vegas. West, this weather is crazy on the West Coast. We're seeing snow at low elevations in uh, California. Bruce Marshall of the Gold Sheet, he's over in California tonight for the. Uh, I think he's going to go to the Bakersfield-Long Beach game Okay, at the Pyramid. And he said he's never seen snow levels so low in Southern California. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just drove over there. And we saw a little bit of snow in Vegas today. So if you're coming out to uh, Vegas for March Madness Conference Tournament Week or uh, the first week of the NCAA tournament, bring some long sleeve shirts and don't expect it to be warm and sunny because uh, yeah. that has not been the case out here. 
Stadium Swim is going to be a great place to be here at Circa, mm-hmm. but it might not be uh, 80 degrees when you get here. Yeah, if it's 70, yeah. we'll be lucky. Yeah, bring bring your hooded sweatshirts uh, if you're going to be out here. All right, final score tonight. Number two, Alabama survives in overtime. Big comeback. And, Wes, it was not easy. And uh, I had Auburn plus 10 in this game, and I thought a little bit for a little bit in overtime it might be in jeopardy. Uh, but the uh, Crimson Tide – Get the win by five points tonight, 90-85 to 85 over Auburn. And uh, great, great performance by the Tigers for the most part. They controlled the game for 39 minutes. Unfortunately, let it get to OT and uh, did cover the 10, plus 10, 90-85. But I know that's bad news at DraftKings. We had Matt Grill on the show early, and he said a lot of money line action on the Tide when they fell behind big in this game. They were behind 17 points mm-hmm. in the second half and came back to win an OT. So – I think Alabama, and I, I believe you agree, hopefully the matchups are somewhat problematic for the Tide here in March because I think Alabama is going to be a fade. They call Alabama the Crimson Tide. Call me Deacon Blues. Are you going to sing again tonight? I, I, I didn't. I, oh. I said it instead of singing it. Uh, I'll probably have that reference for Alabama as much as uh, Dave Ross does the Untouchables here <laughs> on VEASAN uh, because, of course, that a famous Steely Dan song, Deacon Blues. But Crimson Tide, look, uh, 17 for Brandon Miller tonight, but he was only 3 of 12 from the field. Got to the line, though, 10 of 11. Quinterly, the Villanova transfer, had 24 points. This team's got a lot of talent. I mean, this team's got freaky athletes, and and that's why you've seen them play so well. But, man, I, I there's something about this team, and I think maybe, maybe it's my own bias and maybe a little bit of yours, too, kind of when we see this style of play. I don't mind up-tempo style of play. You know, I think Gonzaga has played like that, you know, for years and, you know, looked relatively disciplined and doesn't turn it over. I just don't like this herky-jerky stuff, you know, where it's like those teams turn the ball over a ton, Alabama and Auburn. I call it helter-skelter basketball. Yes, I mean, mean, it is, and it's just like it drives you crazy, and maybe that's because, you know, your, your father was a coach, my grandfather was a coach. And I could just see them like together, like, oh my God, what are these guys doing? Just going crazy watching some of these teams with how they well, play. Well, we also grew up in Indiana. Yeah. And uh, we didn't play that style of basketball. No, no, up. we did not. No, we did not. <laughs> we played uh, We played the Normandale four passes, a lot of motion offenses, a lot of yeah. Princeton back cuts. Just uh, like the movie Hoosiers. Yes. Yep. Yes, but uh, Alabama does get it done tonight 90 to 85. Auburn with the cover. I'm going to be interested to see where Auburn is a little bit. If maybe they're going to be falling out. I don't think they're going to fall out, but they're certainly not as comfortable as they were a few weeks ago. 16 and 3, they started the season. Mm-hmm. Now they are 19 and 11. By the way, they get Tennessee coming in. Tennessee uh, lost uh, Ziegler, their point guard. Kai Ziegler, the point guard for Tennessee, out for the mm-hmm. season with a torn ACL. Wes, I was going to ask you uh, here, how much of a setback do you think that's going to be for the Vols? Because that's, I think you lose your point guard, especially a guy as talented as Ziegler. That's yeah. going to be significant. And for a team that struggles to score yeah. any darn way, like like Tennessee. Uh, you got to be anti-Tennessee <laughs> at this point. Not a very good three-point shooting team either. So, uh you know, they've had a lot of guys in and out of the lineup. Tyree Key, the Indiana State transfers, missed a couple games. Julian Phillips, you know, as a team defensively, even though they've regressed a little bit, still some pretty damn good numbers there when you're looking at number one effective field goal percentage, number one in defending the three-point line. But 
you know, Tennessee's going to have to win some rock fights, it looks like, in the SEC and in the NCAA tournament. She won a rock fight against Auburn. What was that score? 46 to 43, I remember, (laughs) because it was right before the Indiana-Purdue game, which Uh started late. Of course, we talked about that last night with Bear. These two-hour windows are, like, not enough for college basketball. But Auburn, by the way, didn't get a very good whistle there either. They got fouled on a three on the last possession. No call down there in Knoxville. They got some home cooking, but... Auburn all of a sudden 19 and 11 and 9 and 8 in the SEC and you could look at their three-point shooting it is poor and you can also look at the fact their shot selection they probably turn it over a little bit too much and that's what you worry about really with these two teams. Quick update on Gonzaga. It's senior night for Drew Timmy up in Spokane mm-hmm. and uh the Zags and St. Mary's tied for the West Coast Conference regular season title. St. Mary's gets one seed in the tournament here in Las Vegas because of the higher net ranking, mm-hmm. and those teams split. Each team lost a game to Loyola, Marymount, Zags right now, and Timmy's senior night leads 61-35 to 35 with 15 and a half minutes to go. Let me ask Gonzaga, you, Gonzaga, 28.5-point favorite, total of 152. You think this was smart by Mark Few? I kind of do to get, get an extra game because Gonzaga, by the way, they get that automatic buy. Them and St. Mary's as the top two seeds, you know, when they go to the uh, semifinals. For Monday, St. Mary's can go and play for well over a week. There's potential rust there. Now, St. Mary's is going to the NCAA tournament. I mean, they don't have to worry about losing their bids here, but I like getting a game here on Wednesday night when when these other teams are not playing. Very smart scheduling by Mark Few because if you you don't play this game, Wes, you're playing like maybe a total of three games in two weeks. Mm -hmm. Or you're going like – yeah. You're going a little over a week without playing a game. Yeah, like you, and you don't I, want to do that. Everybody, in March. Yeah, everybody always talks about. Oh my God, you played all these games in a row in the conference tournament, but you don't want to not play either. I think right. you want to find that kind of happy medium where it's like, okay, you know, we've at least got enough games. I mean, you don't want this to be a total spread out schedule where you know you're playing one game right. in a week. Three games in a week is what you need to play this time of year. You know, Chicago State's program has improved. By the way, I like, like these uniforms. Chicago State's wearing the, the Cougars. The, uh, the mm-hmm. jerseys say Southside on them. Yes. See that? I, Southside I do like Chicago. That. I do like uh, that. The Chicago State program is actually respectable yeah. this season. It's been a laughing stock for a while. Uh, more like the Washington Generals than the Harlem Globetrotters. But uh, Chicago State has been a traveling team the entire season. Wes, mm-hmm. I think, played only four home games. Yeah, they're they're an independent because yeah. they they were in the whack. It looked like you know they were going to be uh, they were going to be dropping basketball. That was the rumor, but the program has been saved. Uh, Did you hear the Chicago State's talking about uh, Division One football starting a Division One football? Oh my program? God, they were just about to disband basketball for God's sake. I, I don't know where the hell that, that story came from. That, I can't I can't believe that's accurate, but I saw that story Chicago, last. Chicago, Chicago, uh, by the way, uh, Chicago State. If you've ever been there, uh, that is not in a that's in a rough area of town. Well, Comiskey Park. Thirty uh, fifth and Shields is a rough area of town. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Chicago State's campus is uh, not to be confused with uh, UC Santa yeah, Barbara. It's not exactly yeah. Harvard no. in terms of like architecture or anything, but nevertheless, uh, <laughs> Chicago State competing at least, uh, trying to hang in here with the Zags on Senior Night. All right, more updates. And by the way, the Zags lead sixty one to thirty five. Are those sixty four to thirty five with fifteen minutes to go? Over the 100-point mark, total of 152. TCU in Texas in Fort Worth. And uh, the Horned Frogs lead 49-36 to with uh, 
16 and a half minutes to go. So if you take the points with Texas, not looking real promising right now. Longhorns trail by 12 at the half. Did you bet that game? I did not, okay. and I leaned TCU, and I kind of stared at it and didn't eventually get it in. But looks like uh, TCU the right side here. If Texas loses, by the way, I think that gives the Jayhawks the outright Big 12 title. It does, and uh, by the way, I've been doing some homework on the Saturday games. I like to look ahead, especially for purposes of our Circuit College Hoops Challenge. Kansas at Texas on Saturday, and what might be interesting about that game, Wes, is the Jayhawks. I don't want to say they're playing for nothing because they're playing for maybe the number one overall seed in the tournament, right? Right. Yeah, I so think they're, absolutely. They're, they're playing for something, but it's not going to be for the big any share of the Big 12 title, it looks like. No, no, it is not. So, uh, look, uh, Kansas, that's going to be a tough game, though, to go down there. You know, senior day, Texas had a lot of adversity this year. And Rodney Terry, look, I mean, he is a step down from Chris Beard, obviously. But Rodney Terry is an experienced head coach. And he's kept this team together. Mm-hmm. I give him some credit. I know they're going to fall short potentially tonight and obviously in the Big 12 for the regular season title. But that season could have went really sideways. And I know that team's got a lot of talent. But, you know, sometimes, guys, you've seen talented teams and it's like, are they going to pack it in or not? They're absolutely not packing it in, and I think they've been very competitive. I don't think Rodney Terry's going to get the full-time job at Texas after this season. Now, if the Longhorns make a run to the Final Four, yeah, but I don't yeah. see that happening. He'll, he'll get hired somewhere. It won't be at Texas, though. They just they're, you got a feeling they're going big down there in Austin. Who do you think it's going to be? Who would you put your money on? Oh, gosh, I have no Who's idea. Who's the top three on your Everybody's odds Everybody's saying John Calipari is trying to angle he's, out. Calipari, I don't know if I believe that. He's got the number one recruiting class exactly. headed to Kentucky next and year. And he's got the number one job in college basketball. I don't know why he would leave. And the Wildcats kind of turned things around. Before the loss at home to Vandy tonight, Mitch Moss of Eason, not happy about it, tweeting about it. He's disgusted by the Kentucky performance. More college hoops when we come back. VSIN tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. Live from Las Vegas. Here we go. VSIN tonight. We continue on more college hoops talk. I do want to remind everyone in addition to new shows, we have new podcasts here at VSIN. And uh, the VSIN College Basketball Betting Podcast is one of those. Tim Murray is the host. We're talking about when we're going to tape tomorrow's episode, but um, Adam Burke, Wes Reynolds, Greg Hoops-Peterson, everybody who's in the Circuit College Hoops Challenge is a part of this. I'm also going to do the uh, podcast with Tim. Uh, I think Thursday afternoon we're going to tape the next one. All free and available now at vcin.com slash podcast. Got a bunch of winners on last week's version, so check it out. vcin.com slash podcast. Update from Spokane, Washington. Gonzaga up on Chicago State, 75-39. to Not quite midway through the second half. It's senior night at Gonzaga. Drew Timmy's had a great career for the Zags. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's about time for Mark, Mark Few to call off the dogs right. here and uh, let Chicago State make a little bit of a uh, comeback to make the score more respectable. When it's 75-39, to I don't think you need to play Drew Timmy and the uh, – and your veterans a little bit more. You got to rest for the West Coast Conference tournament, which is coming up. You accomplished your goal tonight. You sent everybody out in style. Drew Timmy finishes mm-hmm. or finishes the regular season number seven on the Gonzaga all-time scoring list 
2,175 points. That's the uh, That's WCC West Coast Conference. list. Yep. West Coast Conference all-time scoring list. Hank Gathers at the top of that list, mm-hmm. Wes. I actually watched that. I had never watched it until a few weeks ago. The Guru of Go that they did on the 30 of 30 for Paul Westhead when mm-hmm. he was at Loyola Marymount, obviously. Uh, Hank Gathers, the uh, tragic story there, and then that nice run LMU made to the Elite Eight before uh, they got knocked out by the Rebels. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, DraftKings' live number on this game is 41. I think that's too high. Take mm-hmm. the points with Chicago State if you can get that play in. It's 75-39, to 39, and uh, Wes, I think – after this next timeout, Drew Timmy and uh, some of the starters are going to come out for Gonzaga. You would think Chicago State's going to close this gap. Yeah. And uh, 41 as a, as a live total, I think, is too high. Yeah, I think, you know, we'll see if they do it at the under eight timeout or maybe wait till like the five minute mark. But I, I, I don't think that Mark Few, if he can help it, really wants to like pulverize this team. He's probably appreciative. Hey, thanks for coming out for the game. I know it's been rough travel being that you hadn't had any home games. So. Well, you got to look out for your own best interest, exactly. too. It's not just taking pity on the opponent. You don't want to get get a guy hurt. What if Drew Timmy goes down with an injury here? You're going to get second-guessed forever on this. You can't mm-hmm. You can't do Why is he still out there? It's 77-41 yeah. to with 10 and a half minutes to go. Yeah, I, I, I often wonder that when you get these blowout games because – Look, uh, I know, okay, we got to keep him fresh. we got to get him his usual minutes. Well, you don't have to get him, you know, mid-30 minutes tonight necessarily. Well, you, you accomplished your mission tonight. You went out, played, you won big, you send everybody out with mm-hmm. smiles on senior night, and uh, there's no reason for him to be out on the floor now. Gonzaga hits a three. It's 80-41 to 41 with uh, 10 minutes to go. Yeah, your total should be good here on the over uh, with only about 30 more points to get. but 152. 151 and a half to 152 and a half was the pregame total on this. It's at 121. Chicago State closed a 28 and a half point dog. Right now, down by 39 points. But you got to think Gonzaga is going to put the uh, scrubs in here any minute. Anyway, let's talk about West Coast Conference tournament action. This is in Vegas. This is a great tournament, and the uh, the top two seeds get triple buys in this West. So mm-hmm. St. Mary's and Gonzaga. And I think this is – I don't mind this because the regular season's got to count for a lot. And yes. in some of these conference tournaments, the regular season champ really doesn't get any advantage in a conference tournament. You get a big advantage in the West Coast Conference. A triple buy. Uh, Zags right now, minus 125 favorites at DraftKings. St. Mary's, the second choice of plus 105, even though the Gales are the number one seed in the tournament. Then you have Santa Clara, 30-1. to 1, BYU, 40. Whale, a Marymount, 50. And, hey, the Lions – Beat the Zags and the Gales this season. San Francisco, 80 to 1. Pepperdine, Portland, Pacific, and San Diego, all unrealistic long shots in this conference. Yeah, I mean, it is really tough to look past the two teams. Uh, you know, Gonzaga, though, uh, minus 125. Uh, last season, they were like just under $4, I think, at minus 390. So that shows you the respect that I think the market has for St. Mary's and maybe thinking Gonzaga, obviously, a little bit down from their usual standards, even though they're number one on adjusted offensive efficiency. But look, St. Mary's uh, has looked very good, I think, in terms of defense. Gonzaga, that's kind of the knock on them. 88th in adjusted defensive efficiency per shot quality. They're 354th in three-point defense. That is not a recipe for a a long run here with the way college basketball has played. Meanwhile, St. Mary's 7th in defense, 39th in offensive efficiency. So, you know, St. Mary has been absolutely for real this year. So I don't know. I'm not going to try to necessarily beat those teams uh, 
The only argument I would make if I was looking at a long shot could be LMU, considering they have victories over both. And LMU might have the best guard in the conference in mm-hmm. Cam Shelton, and that's what wins you games in March are, are good guards. Uh, this is a very good three-point shooting team, too. Cam Shelton, Kelly, Lua Pepe, Jalen Anderson, all over 37%. Uh, now, they do get uh, BYU. Probably it's likely that's who it's going to be in their first matchup. So uh, we'll see. They they handed it to BYU uh, earlier in the season. So LMU would be the only one I would even consider. But, man, I'm not going against these two. All right, let's talk about the two games that open the tournament uh, tomorrow. And these numbers are up. DraftKings, Westgate Superbook has them up right now. The first game of the West Coast Conference Tournament, first round in Las Vegas, Portland, a five-and-a-half-point favorite over San Diego. High total, 159. And uh, the second game tomorrow night tips at 8.30 p.m. Pacific. Pepperdine, the Waves, favored by one-and-a-half against Pacific, total of 160. Anything you like in those two games? I haven't played anything yet. Yeah, uh, Pacific uh, beat uh, UOP, Portland, uh, in the uh, season finale. So, you know, looking San Diego, this is obviously a rebuild for Steve Lavin, 11 and 19 on the season. So uh, uh, getting Portland here as I'm trying to pull this up, Wi-Fi is not cooperating, but anywho, uh, lost a loss twice uh, to Portland. So, you know, you get that there's that deal. Oh, it's difficult to beat a team three times. You don't want to overread that. You still got to look at the matchup. I think specifically uh, San Diego did lose five down the stretch against Portland. This Portland team I actually thought was going to be a little bit better because I do like the coach, Shante Leggins, who I thought did a really nice job mm-hmm. at Eastern Washington. And I watched them a little bit. They were in that PK-80 just like Portland State was, you know, that they have out there in Portland over Thanksgiving. Only lost by eight to North Carolina. Actually beat Villanova. Now, this was a much different Villanova team that was injured. But still, that's a win. Probably got screwed at home against Michigan State. They got a bad call at the end. Might have beaten the Spartans uh, there at the Child Center. Very rare for Portland to get an opponent of that caliber in their home gym. But Portland comes in. They've lost four in a row, too. Uh, you know, 92-89 uh, shootout at San Francisco. And then they lost at Pacific. So, I ain't, what was the line you gave me? Uh, in terms of the Pacific game? Uh, Which yeah, game? the Portland-San uh, Port- Diego. Portland's a five-and-a-half-point favorite over San Diego. Pepperdine, one-and-a-half against Pacific. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm not good. I, I think that seems high for Portland, uh, to be honest with you, even though I think they're the better team in San Diego. Uh, I'm going to have to do a little bit of uh, digging into these I think these the uh, Torero's been a little bit disappointed. I thought Steve Lavin would do a better job this season, but uh, – not real encouraged by what I've seen by San Diego, but I would agree with you. I think five and a half is a little high. I thought that number was going to be around three and a half. Yeah, I kind of did too. Uh, I mean, when it, when the team has beaten them, you certainly, I mean, it's getting taxed on the Portland side. I, I would lean Toreros, but not very encouraged by what I've seen, as you mentioned. And then uh, the other game, uh, uh, Pacific and Pepperdine. That was I or no, that was Pepperdine Portland. I thought it might have been Pepperdine, Pepperdine Pacific. Pepperdine Pacific. Yeah, yeah, because you remember that crazy ending that uh, Pepperdine had earlier in the season. This is a team that 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 has been a little bit of a disappointment. I know they played Gonzaga competitive at home at the Firestone Fieldhouse out in Malibu, but uh, I haven't been really encouraged by what I've seen out of Lorenzo Romar's bunch necessarily either. Now. 
against Pacific this season. They lost at home 80 to 75. They only, and then they lost 81 to 73. So that's another one where they got swept by uh, Pacific and yet their favorite. Right. Over a team that beat them twice. I would lean the waves here. All right. Let's give you a Purple Cats update on uh, Northwestern and Kansas State. Obviously, uh, Kansas State, a winner tonight. And the, um, the Wildcats from Manhattan were rolling, and they beat Oklahoma 85-69, to so a winning cover for K-State. Uh, this Penn State and the Northwestern game still up for grabs in Evanston. Northwestern, a five-point favorite, up 48-43 with a little over seven minutes to go, Wes. Yeah, I, I've got a Penn State plus five. I'm sure it's not going to get there uh, just based on how they played down the stretch here as Northwestern <clears throat> does hit a three to go up six. Every time Penn State crawls in close, they just can't get over the hump here. 51 to 45, seven minutes left to go. All right, stay tuned. More from Wes Reynolds. We're going to talk more uh, college hoops and conference tournaments. We come back here in a couple minutes on uh, VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. 
Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. The Arnold Palmer Invitational, UFC 285, both this week. Go to DraftKings. Excuse me. Rewind that. Let's go to Bet Rivers online sportsbook for that. Bet Rivers has you covered for every line, odd, and boost. For all the golf betters out there, Bet Rivers is a place to bet the Arnold Palmer with top 10 insurance. Place your pre-tourney bet on an outright winner, and the action doesn't stop there. BetRivers has you covered for UFC 285 with parlay insurance and more. BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app. Once again, BetRivers Sportsbook, BetRivers.com. The Arnold Palmer and the UFC 285 events this week, uh, Wes. Which one are you more excited about? Well, I have more money invested in the Arnold Palmer, so I would say that I'll probably get some uh, – Get some uh, get some fights going. Uh, you know, be monitoring those. Of course, uh, it is at the T-Mobile Arena. John Bones Jones uh, returns to the Octagon, I believe. Uh, we also have another title fight: uh, Valentina Shevchenko defending against Alexa Grasso. Can't wait. A lot of fights. I know, I know you're on pins and needles. By the way, Bo mm. Nickel gonna be on this card. Uh, minus fifteen hundred. Bo Nickel, by the way, a multiple time college NCAA Division One champion at Penn State. Best wrestling program in the country. I got a feeling this is a big time showcase for Bo Nickel. He is minus fifteen hundred. He's three and zero. I think he's been on that Dana White contender series uh, that airs on uh, Fight Pass. Mm-hmm. And this is a showcase for Bo Nickel. That being said, you know you're only going to put it in a parlay if you're betting that one. I don't even see a reason to put it in parlay minus. No, I don't either because you never know. And in, in UFC, <clears throat> you know, I've I've seen that before with some of these guys that are obviously destined for stardom. But Bo Nickel, th- th- this, kid's the, this kid's the real deal. This kid was uh, 
great wrestler at Penn State, uh, amongst a lot of their great wrestlers. Uh, finalist at the Olympic team trials, uh, got beat in the final. So this is a guy that probably destined for stardom, being that he's a world champion in wrestling. When you get to that level, it's it's totally on a different level than most of the wrestler guys you find in mixed martial arts. You're a guy who loves pro wrestling. When you were in uh, high school in Indiana, did you, did you ever mess around with uh, wrestling? I did wrestle for for three years, actually, in high school, mainly as a way to stay in shape for football. That was the hardest conditioning you will ever do for any sport is wrestling. Just the way, just the, the you know, it takes a, will, a toll on you mentally and just the conditioning you have to be in, obviously. You got to make weight and getting pounded on, especially as a, when I was a young freshman uh, wrestling a guy that eventually was a three-time state champion. Just beat the hell out of me. And I outweighed him by about 35, 40 pounds. He was one of our small guys, but he was strong as an ox and just pounded on me. Hmm. Yeah, I don't, at this point in life, making weight is not a priority. No, no, it's not. You know who is trying to, I think, make weight, though, is maybe uh, the guy that follows us, Greg Peterson, when he turns the heat up to about 76 in here. Is he the one who turns the heat up? He is the one that turns it to a sauna. He he does. I I think he's trying to, uh, to fight straw weight. He's trying to make like 98 pounds, apparently, because he turns this heat up, man. You got to be sopping in sweat. Not for us. We like it Rocky Meat Locker status. We oh, like yeah. it cold in here. <clears throat> no doubt about it. All right, let's uh, preview the last game to go off on the card tonight in College Hoops. And it's right here in Las Vegas, Thomas Mack Center, Utah State, UNLV. And this number's come down a little bit at Circa and the Westgate Superbook, so maybe some sharp money showing up on the home dog here, Wes. Is that how you interpret this? We don't have a bookmaker to tell us, but when I see Westgate and Circa both drop a point, these are sharp books. Mm-hmm. It tells me there had to be a sharp money move on UNLV at plus three. It's down to two, and this game tips in about 10 or 15 minutes at the Thomas So you're, you're, it's not our audio engineer, Sean McCollum, going to town on his UNLV Rebels. Uh, he still believes. Good good on you, Sean. Still believe in this team. And, and you know what? They Sean haven't Mc, been by the way, Sean McCollum, we should point out, had a real easy money line winner last week on UNLV against Air Force. <laughs> had it all the way. Had it all the way. Never Rebels in doubt. Rebels just need a steal and layup at the buzzer to win 54-53. Never in doubt. Yeah. But but the Rebels did play well in Logan back in January. Only lost 75-71. to Both teams, I think, kind of got what they wanted offensively. Utah State hit 11 threes. Rebels only six. That ended up really being the difference. So, you know, Kruger has been very game plan specific and he really switches out. I think in terms of, you know, what, what he wants to run. Sometimes he'll run like the no middle. Sometimes they'll do drop coverage a little bit, whether it's uh, with the big man, uh, Wooker and, uh, if I, I butchered that name by the way, and, uh, David Mawoka. You did butcher that. I did. Victor, I think, uh, Uacore. Uacore. There we go. I believe that's how you pronounce it. I didn't have my uh, pronunciation guide. But anyway, uh, you know, Rebels uh, hold on against Air Force. They do have that big game with Nevada on Saturday. Uh, you know what? You can call it a big It's a big game for the Wolfpack. I think the Rebels are going to get routed up in Reno. Well, it's a big game. Yeah, it's a big game for the Wolfpack <laughs> that they're going to absolutely need because yeah. of what we were on uh, on Monday night with Wyoming getting the win on Hunter Maldonado's senior day uh, as they win 80-71. to Nevada, you wonder if that – I think that put them back on the bubble, certainly, for the NCAA tournament. Oh, I do, too. The Mountain West, I think, is going to get three spots. And with Boise State's big rally last night to beat San Diego State, Aztecs are going to be in. They're a lock. Boise State, 
pretty good bet. I am Boise two. State's in. Yeah, I do too. And then you got three teams, I think, fighting for that third spot. Yeah. That's Nevada, New Mexico, and Utah State. And the Aggies need to win tonight in Las Vegas. But it uh, looks like the Rebels taking a little sharp money but here right you, before closing And that kind of maybe tells you something because you don't want to always bet on the quote-unquote need-to-win teams right. because that gets priced in the number. And that tells you – I think if the market's fading, and I think you're absolutely right, you know, not only pointing out the books, and I think we need to make that distinction to some of the listeners out there and the viewers that when you see it move at certain places, it matters a little bit more, like like at Circa or like at Westgate or some of the notable faraway places like Chris or Pinnacle or someplace like that. Those moves matter because those are taking very high limits in terms of the action. So if you're screen watching, those are the shops you want to watch the most. Yeah, you're right. And uh, yesterday there was uh, sharp money coming in on Iowa against Indiana. Mm-hmm. Right? And, uh, that was and it the, was right. It was in the right spot. Now, it doesn't mean it's always going to win, but, you know, that's where you kind of look at the screen a little bit and you're kind of like, okay, why is this line moving this way? With Utah State obviously being desperate, UNLV's come back to earth now only 17-11. and 11. I think it's kind of telling you. I'm not involved, but I don't necessarily disagree with the move. Okay, updates here on what's going on in college hoops. Gonzaga's backups, man, this might be something to remember when you get the next season. These these guys are throwing in threes like uh, layups mm-hmm. here. They just knocked down three consecutive uh, threes. Well, Drew Timmy left the, left the game with about nine minutes to go. The backups have been lighting it up from well, three. So maybe they, DraftKings had a good live number. It was 41 Right now it's 104 to 61 with a minute and a half to go. I believe I just saw Hunter Salas in the game, kid out of Omaha, Nebraska, who's kind mm-hmm. of been a little bit of a disappointment at least. He's a, now he's only a sophomore. I mean, you got to give him a chance, but this kid was a five-star recruit. Mm-hmm. And and this is a guy that's an absolute reserve, you know, has played every game but clearly not getting starters minutes for this team. 104 to 61. Zags lead with a little over a minute to go. Gonzaga, Chicago State. After this, Wes, the Cougars of Chicago State take their show down to Fresno for mm-hmm. a game uh, this weekend. Yeah, All the drama then... here is in the live number, which was 41, and it's a 43-point game with a minute to go. Chicago State's got the ball. You on the edge of your seat, Wes? It flew over the pregame total of 152, by the way. We're at 165 right now. I'm on the edge of my seat right now uh, seeing what's going on in Welsh Ryan Arena as the, uh, wow. the the fighting Brent Musburgers, I the did. fighting Bill 80s, uh, 61 apiece here, 39.2 left to go. I do have Penn State plus five, so would like this to not go to overtime as uh, they were just showing Brooks Barnheiser there. Uh, Daddy Mark Barnheiser, former Purdue player, also uh, coached at Lafayette Jeff for many years in the state of Indiana. So you look at the, at the bracketology – Northwestern safely in. They're like probably a six right now. And Penn State, they need to win this game. Purple Cats got the ball. You're right. They got the ball out top with 30 seconds to go. Shot clock down to five. Boo Booey passes cross court. Who fires a three and off the mark? Penn State's got the rebound Mm -hmm. and a last shot to win the game. Tied at 61. I think it's going to be Jalen Pickett Pickett. one on one to do whatever the hell he wants. Jalen Pickett does not get the last shot. Something's seriously wrong on the Penn State bench with Micah Shrewsbury. It's got to be Pickett taking a shot Okay, here. that's not a timeout. Nor- yeah, Northwestern wow. has uh, another one to give, by the way, before uh, they would be in the Northwestern bonus. Northwestern had two fouls to give inside 10 seconds. Just gave the first one with eight seconds to go. It's tied at 61. Smart strategy there by Chris Collins. 
Also, TCU up on Texas, 60-50. to 50. Long, long way to go there. Seven and a half minutes left in that one, Wes. Yeah. You yeah. said, uh, I don't think you bet that game. You said you were going to bet TCU. Yeah, and you did I not, ended right? up hanging out uh, off of it. Uh, but TCU has been the dead right side. Now, Texas has made a little run. TCU was up by like 15. They cut it to five. TCU now has it back out to 10. I believe, uh, okay, did they not give Northwestern the foul? I think they gave Micah Shrewsbury the timeout there. 61 apiece, 8.1 seconds left to go. This Back is here in a couple minutes on VSIN tonight. Stay tuned, VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.